Welcome to the LU Moment. Thanks for listening. I'm Shelley Batanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. Each week, we showcase the great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. Some big things happened at Lamar University this past week. First, the university announced emergency grants are available to assist students who were impacted by COVID-19 and need financial assistance. This application supports consideration for actually two funding sources, the Emergency Financial Aid Grants for Students for Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security, or the CARES Act, and the Cardinal Emergency Fund. In addition to existing resources, Congress recently passed the CARES Act, which provides Lamar University with an additional $3.5 million in grant aid to assist students, both undergraduate and graduate students, who have financial impact from this pandemic. And uh, for those who do not meet the qualification of the CARES Act funds, they will be considered for university funds depending on availability. So all the information in the applications are online at www.lamar.edu slash COVID-19 application. So students can check that out. You know, additionally, the university announced a new normal and a plan to reopen the campus. In a letter to the campus community, Dr. Ken Evans, president of LU, provided a phased-in approach, all contingent on opening up America again and open Texas guidelines and CDC requirements and caveats. Over the summer months, the campus will slowly open back up, bringing employees back on campus but still offering online campus online summer classes only. So we will provide summer classes online. So there'll be no face-to-face classes this summer. The plan calls for social distancing, personal hygiene, hand sanitization, self-screening, masks to be worn at the discretion of each individual, uh, providing PPE, there'll be no university travel, self-isolation if symptoms appear, and contract tracing among other mitigating factors risk factors. Uh, The university also plans um, to seek extra precautions for vulnerable populations, and the plan states it will be implemented only as a downward trajectory of the virus is achieved and continues, and there are gating criteria, basically, for implementing three different phases of the plan. But the bottom line is the university plans to open completely by August 2020, with most operations returning to normal by July 1. The plan and a place to ask questions can be found on Lamar's website at www.lamar.edu slash coronavirus. Uh, In the meantime, LU has been involved in a number of efforts to help with the COVID-19 response. Before classes went online, a mechanical engineering student, Ian Kennard, asked us, asked Lamar University if he could make face shield frames at the Science and Technology Building's makerspace. And when classes went online completely and the campus basically closed, Lamar University loaned Ian a 3D printer so he could continue, and he has made hundreds of frames to date. Uh, Michael Black, a local teacher who actually set up a makerspace at Marshall Middle School, reached out to LU to, to uh, help make emergency ventilator designed at Rice University. LU used its laser cutter to create frameworks or skeletons of the device for him, and we provided parts for five ventilator frameworks. Ryan Miller, CEO of Christus, 
ask LU to provide uh, his 1,500 employees with ear savers, you know, because the, the masks were so uncomfortable on the ears. And LU ordered five new filament 3D printers to help with this, and we are in the process of providing the uh, ear savers for Christmas. And a mechanical engineering student, Morgan Mitchum, is using her own resources to make 3D printed face masks. Now, I got in touch with Morgan because she sent me a picture of her face mask, and I thought they were wonderful. Uh, they're, They're comfortable. She's made them padded. They're stylish, which, you know, unless you just get a cloth one, um, the, the style of the, the ones with the filters are not uh, very, very stylish. And um, um, these also have a, a, fil- a filter. So they're, they're better than the cloth mask. So I decided to invite Morgan to share her story of the face mask with us. Uh, Morgan, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, glad you're here. So um, let's talk about you a little bit. Where, where are you in your studies of mechanical engineering? So I'm in my second to last semester um, for my mechanical engineering degree, and I just finished my senior design project, uh, which was a solar-powered scooter, which is pretty neat. Um, but yeah, I have wow. one semester, and um, I'm excited to graduate. Yeah, I bet so. One more semester, and you're out of there. And then, and then we have this little bump in the road. Um, so what are your future plans once you graduate? Um, I've been interning with a company called uh, Chenier Energy mm-hmm. in the LNG business. So I think that I'm going to try to stick with them and go that route, the oil and gas industry. Are you are you local, Morgan? Do you do you live in the area? Yes, I was actually born and raised in Beaumont, and I do reside in Beaumont. Okay, okay. So uh, how has COVID-19 derailed, has it derailed any of your future plans or your schooling or anything like that? Have you been impacted in any way? Yeah, um, it's it's thrown uh, my life off just a little bit. Um, So for senior design, you know, we really need um, the mechanical labs, like a lot of the the bigger tools that we just don't have at home. Um, And we were actually sort of forced to uh, sort of... um, abandon that whole um, physical design um, and basically mm-hmm. just turn in what we have. So that kind mm-hmm. of, you know, bummed me out because I wanted to be able to uh, finish the whole project. But um, it all worked out and it was done virtually. Um, okay. You know, my, uh, my, uh, my internship is also a virtual now, so that's going to be weird <laughs> as a mechanical engineer, so. Yeah, because it's a very hands-on uh, field. Exactly. Uh, so. Yeah. But but you've been very busy um, designing and making these masks. Can we talk about how you got into making the mask? What was what was the the impetus for you um, deciding to do this? Yeah. So um, I noticed that there was like a, a scarcity with these with the masks that actually protect you from the virus. Um, because I was trying to actually get some for myself and my friends and family. And uh, they were either really expensive, um, people were price gouging the N95 and N99s, uh, or you just couldn't find them. So I knew I had 3D printers, and I was like, I I 3D print everything. So I was like, you know what, like, there's got to be a way to, you know, rectify this. And so surely enough, yeah, I found some designs and 
started going down on it. <laughs> so you found designs um, online and and, and uh, started printing them. Yeah, I I found a couple of different designs. Um, there was one that I really um, liked, but I altered the um, you know I altered the way it fit the face, and I um, I altered the uh, the filter opening. Mhm, mhm. So it wasn't as stuffy because those those um those big face masks can be pretty stuffy, right? So it allows- it like there's more more room in your mask for like your your nose, and they they look a little bit more um um, I guess they are a little bit bigger, roomy. Mhm. Yeah, and I can actually scale it. You know, I've I've made them for for children as early as like five years old. Um, oh, wow. So you can scale them. It's it's actually really neat. You can customize these for children because a lot of them don't fit children. They're just a one-size-fit-all. Exactly. Um, exactly. But it doesn't really steal. So that's doing cool. Well, and yours is it's more than just a printed mask. You've also added some other features. Talk to us about the features that you've added, especially the comfort features. So I, um, I noticed that even though these masks fit, to most everyone's face, it still didn't fully seal. Um, so I was trying to think, you know, how, how could I, how could I seal this better without making it too tight? Well, um, I remember like installing like a, you know, an external like AC unit and using this foam strip, and I was like, oh yeah, that's stuff very cheap. I can just line the mask with that, and surely enough, it actually was really comfortable and. Um, it sealed better than in the 95 when I directly compared them. Wow. Wow. And, and you have a filtration system um, on these masks as well. Where did you come yeah. up with that idea and what is it? So um, a group that I am in on Facebook that sort of has banded together and tried to send out masks to um, healthcare workers and essential workers. Um, there's a, a guy that realized that these, these filters, these home AC filters, can basically be used um, on the masks if you just, you know, take them apart and cut them out. Well, um, they were using, like, um, NPR, like, 1900s and things like that, and I was like, well, wait, they, why not just use the best ones that, that actually filters out really fine particles? So... Um, yeah, it's about a and these are air filter. filters that you put air filters you put in your house, correct? Yes, yes, and they're they're not toxic. They don't have like fiberglass or anything. Okay, um, okay. But they actually do filter out eighty two percent of of uh, the virus size, which is point one two five microns, which is incredible. I found a research paper that did a study on it. Wow. So and these are kind of N ninety five quality. Would you say? Um, it's the closest thing that you can get to an N95. Okay. Okay. And then you added a little color, and you've got the ear straps that, that are pretty pretty comfortable and colored, which I like. <laughs> Talk about those. Yeah. So um, the, that design is not mine. Um, I found that design online, and I noticed that a lot of them, a lot of the people that were making them were printing them with, like, a hard plastic material, which isn't very comfortable. So I started printing them with a, uh, a flexible filament, which is incredibly comfortable. I mean, and it, it's yeah. very strong material, so I put my own spin on that as well. Is it like a rubber? What is, what is it like? Yeah, so it's, um, it's very similar to like a rubber material. Um, it's a, mm-hmm. 
slightly harder than um, a normal rubber. Um, it's about as soft as the bottom of your shoe. Yeah. Of your yeah. Like a tennis shoe. Um, but they um, they work really well. It's awesome. Um, I, I've seen, you know, so many cloth masks and different masks, and uh, this really seems like uh, something that people can do um, that they can they can make. And um, I mean, you're making them, and I, I know you, you know, got got skills to do that. But that this is something that we can start to look at and and even um, create on our own. Correct? Exactly. In the yeah. uh, in the case of. In the face of this uh, of this pandemic and the shortage of PPE, this is a, a great alternative. So um, people can find you on uh, Facebook, Morgan. Sure, yeah, they can find me on Facebook um, or by by email if I'm okay to give that out. Sure, go ahead and give out your yeah. email. Yeah, it's just um, Morgan Mitchum at hotmail dot com, um, and my last name is M I T C H A M. Okay, very good. Well, I know uh, you learned all these great design skills at Lamar University, correct? <laughs> I did, actually, yes, uh, doing research there. So, Great. Well, we, we appreciate you. We appreciate what you're doing and uh, getting these face masks out, I know, to um, essential health care workers and to others, family and friends. And um, um, really, um, you're, you're a shining star right now for Lamar University. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, if you're uh, if you're like me and you're looking for things for your kiddos to do, I have a I have a suggestion. Um, Singletop Gladys City Boomtown Museum has a resource page on their website, and it is at lamar.edu/singletopgladyscity/resources. So go and check that out. There's some coloring sheets there, a crossword, a word find. Uh, web quest and uh, so much more and also there is a virtual tour of the museum and um, I, we were out of uh, homeschool work for um, my daughter who is 10 and uh, she went and did the virtual tour and absolutely loved it and said she could not wait to go and uh, visit Spindletop Gladys City Boomtown for real in person. So go take the virtual tour. You can go to the website as I said, and you'll find the virtual tour there, Spindletop Gladys City, and um, it's from lamar.edu. So check that out. A little something for the kiddos to do. Thanks for being with us today on the LU Moment. We really appreciate it. We'll be back next week. I am Shelley Batanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University, the pride of Southeast Texas.